It's Eric Franton and AJ Salveson on the full court press. The Aggies come off a 31-7 beatdown at the hands of the Air Force Falcons in Falcon Stadium and now try to pick up the pieces and get ready for the old wagon wheel rivalry versus BYU Saturday at 8 o'clock. But before we get to that game, here is the Utah State football presser. We start with head coach Gary Anderson. Obviously big game. Uh, our kids are excited. Um, kids on both sides will be excited. Fans are going to be excited. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a good rivalry game. Um, BYU has beat some really good teams this year, uh, which we all know if you look and see what they've done. And um, last game, obviously, against Boise was a, a huge victory for uh, for BYU and a very place, a tough place to go play. So we're looking forward to it. I think the key for us right now as we go, especially early on in this week, uh, speaking specifically as of today, is you know, the Aggies got some things to do to worry about the Aggies. And, uh, you know, obviously start to get a prep and prepare for BYU. But the most important thing you can do in any game um, is to make sure that uh, – you do all you can to take care of yourself first. So we'll start with that. We'll move ourselves forward, and um, we're excited about the opportunity to get out and compete again and, um, you know, prepare like crazy. And away we go on Saturday night, late night kickoff, and um, two good football teams, I believe, are going to tee off against each other, and we'll see exactly what takes place. Can, I mean, they're going to look at film, and so they're going to – can you expound in any ways of the things you would like to see your team do? Well, you know, things this team needs to do better simply is uh, – Offensively, we need to execute, and uh, as a whole, we need to execute. And we all need to look again at each other and understand that, uh, you know, there's 11 guys on that football field that need to produce to allow um, the 10th guy, I guess there's 10 guys out there, and to allow the 11th guy to be able to be successful, which in this case I'm speaking about obviously the quarterback, uh, to be successful. And it's not taking place as a whole, and that includes everybody that's out there. That includes every coach. Um, I'll do I can. I'll do all I can to help them. But offensively, that's number one. We just we have to be able to uh, functionally have an offense that gives us an opportunity to win games against um, you know good defenses. Now we've found a way to win some of those games in conference. Obviously, we're three and one. We've done some good things, and we've found a way to win those games. But we need to obviously have more offense uh, defensively. We need to. Be stout in the trenches like we have been, all except for last week. We were not last week, and uh, you know we got uh, we got out physical on both both sides of the line of scrimmage last week, hands down. And um, that is not where we want to live, and there is no excuses. Um, but we've done a good job, I believe, in the other games, even really in the LSU game, which you know, I don't think we got pushed around and just dominated in that game up front. Um, so we need to be prepared to play against a stout, physical offensive line and defensive line and do a good job up front. Um, and on defense, we need to get off the field and on critical third downs, whether it's uh, short, medium, or long yard situations, and, and play solid, good team defense. I think if we can do that, then we have an opportunity to compete on that side of the ball the way we should. Um, and then, like I stated, on offense, uh, where we need to go, and special teams needs to change the game in our favor. And that's going to be the same in these next five. You know, we're, we're going to play some very meaningful games in these next five games that we're going, uh, walking ourselves into right now. And uh, that's uh, a lot of teams are playing meaningful games right now. Uh, BYU and us are two of them that are playing meaningful games. Gary, I'm, uh, <coughs> I'm not trying to harp on it, but yep. you you coached the defensive line and you mm -hmm. felt you liked these guys and you, you felt like they were progressing. And I talked to a couple of them last week after practice and they felt like they were really prepared for this game and really excited for this game. What? What in the heck happened? Well, I think, uh, you know, this is a completely different animal, obviously, within the Air Force. Um, like any time, I'm going to look at myself white square in the face in the mirror and say, how, how can I help them be able to get better? Um, 
And, you know, we'll do that as we move forward. And we need to make sure that we study and structurally look at this thing and find how to slow those guys down. Because this is not just, this is a, it, it's a trend when an Air Force team is very good. And it's not just at Utah State, it's, it's a lot of different schools in our conference that have had a heck of a time even trying to slow these guys down, let alone stopping them. Um, and uh, so it's going to take a, an effort as we go forward. When Air Force has really good players, and they play with the scheme that they're playing with. It's it's very very difficult to deal with. And I don't think sit back and think we just got you know uh, completely just beat up or compete wise. We battled our tails off. But you know physically they um, they won the line of scrimmage and they won the line of scrimmage through scheme, which is coach's responsibility. And they won the line of scrimmage through um, some situations where the physicality takes place where they don't allow you to be as physical within the box. And again, technical football terms, and we don't need to get into that on this day, but we all need to do better and uh, devise a better plan um, so they don't score, you know, 38 points, 31 points, 42 points, you know, control the time of possession for 36 minutes, 43 minutes, 46 minutes. That's not the trend year after year after year to be able to compete and, and play in a position with, with Air Force unless you just have a, a dominating offense. Um, and that's nice to have that, but you can't rely on that, you know, year in and year out to, to give you a chance to um, hang in there and score with those guys. And it's it's there's three phases to beat Air Force, and when they're good, you got to play well in special teams, offense, and defense. I think in this last game, special teams were basically, you know, um, not eliminated from the game, but opportunities were limited just because of the wind, if you will, the weather, if you will, at times. Um, but. Uh, you know, both teams, I guess, executed and did what they had to do in special teams when they're given the opportunity. It didn't really change the game. Coach, you know Aaron Robert pretty well. Mm -hmm. Is there any similarities from when he was at Utah? I know he's not the offensive coordinator at BYU, but is there any similarities from Utah's offense when he was there to BYU's offense and the way they're running or scheming anything? Uh, well, I think it depends on the year of you know of Utah's offense. It depended on what they wanted to do and where they wanted to be. And um, but sure, I'm sure that A. Rod is uh, definitely in the middle of that thing. He's a he's a really good coach, and they've got good coaches throughout that staff. And you know they 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 have a lot a lot of offense. Um, you know, there'll be a, a smash mouth team that wants to grind you and pound you, which is kind of an mo of BYU and. Uh, they got the fly sweep scenario to it. They'll break themselves out and to play a, be a spread team. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, to prepare for, which is a good sign. It uh, makes it a little more difficult for uh, defense to prepare for. And as, as an offensive coordinator, I think, and as a head coach, I think that's a good sign when you have a lot for somebody to prepare for. And BYU does, and that usually puts you in yourself to have uh, you know success on offense. Um, or make it harder on offense to prepare. So A-Rod's influence is definitely there. I'm sure they work as a team each week to do what's best. And the one thing they do is they, you know, they'll, they'll scheme up for what they think is best for that week, and then they're going to go with it. And um, that's been true throughout the season. How do you prepare for? Sorry, how do you prepare for an offense that you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be yet? Don't really see a change in that much, honestly. When the the quarterbacks are there, obviously the quarterbacks have won. They've been positioned to be able to play games and win games and. Uh, so I don't, I don't think the offense is going to say, hey, we're going to drastically change because this guy's playing or that guy's playing. So um, we'll see whoever they put out there. It's uh, a quarterback that's been able to you know, successfully move the offense. But they do have a different way that they attack every opponent. It's not like they, they kind of blend to what they think they're going to be able to use. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the, you know, the personnel stays relatively the same, uh, but they do have def, def, uh, different personnel groupings as they go through, which... Uh, you know they're they're going to 
sit and try. You know, the Boise game is a perfect example. They scored on huge plays, right? They scored on the um, the, the fourth the fourth down. The, the great play call. Tight ends wide open. He scores. They score on a speed option. They score on the little reverse throwback to the quarterback. And you know, that's 21 huge points in that game. And of the 28 that they were able to get, and and so they did a great job of scheming to get big plays in, in critical situations. And you know, it was uh, obviously enough to win the football game. But their identity is still the same. They want to be physical with you. They want to grind it out on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And that's where we have to answer the bell. At the end of the day, we have to answer the bell with their offensive line and be able to, you know, uh, we need to continue to grow up in that spot and, um, you know, use use our personnel to our advantage on offense to be able to create plays. And we have not been able to do that um, with any type of effectiveness for weeks. Well, it's like I mean, as far as the offense goes, the same thing I tell the coaches, same teams, th- same things that uh, I communicate with the kids is there's there's no crutch and there's nowhere to run. Right. You have to understand uh, we are who we are. Um, and it's our job as coaches to make sure that we work hard to get it where it needs to be to allow the kids to have an opportunity to compete um, and be successful. And that's 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 a coach's job. And then there's the job of each individual, and there's the job of each position group as players to take responsibility. And you know, I, I, I keep harping on it, and I'm not going to stop harping on it either, is because it's it, it all it all tends to just go to right back to to number ten, right? And that is the biggest cop out of any cop out that anybody can ever have. It's catch the ball, block strain to keep him protected for one more second so the route opens up and then make a play wide receiver run your route right break it break another tackle running back do a better job in protection running back take responsibility as a coach to understand hey we need to get him better so and i'm not saying that's not taking place but i'm saying that's that's the way a competitor reacts when you get yourself back into a corner and that's where we are in offense we're backed into a corner so you better fight your way out of it um and battle like crazy as a group to get yourself where you need to be. If you back into a corner and you start pointing fingers, then shame on you. Um, absolutely, 100% shame on you, and you don't belong anywhere near this football program. You, when you finally beat BYU when you were here before, been mm-hmm. 10 straight years, and I know that was an, an emphasis, you know, in the in your things of doing Polynesian recruiting, in-state recruiting, uh, missionary program. Some of that was geared towards doing something about this rivalry that it's changed since then it's four wins and for us and five for them mm-hmm. yeah um, can you talk about that yeah it's uh it was a big it was a big thing um and it should have been to work to create a rivalry again and obviously the the, the two in-state schools were at that point were both on the schedule so it was it was important to try to get it to be a rivalry again in my opinion when it's one sided and it's lopsided and it never goes back and forth it's just you know it's not it's not a rivalry um and and now it's definitely a rivalry i think the kids see it and smell it the fans do the same all the coaches do the same and that's it's a great part of college football to be able to get to that point but the recruiting part of it absolutely i mean it the the staple of the the foundation not really a staple the foundation of that recruiting plan is Ron McBride and Lavelle Edwards. That's where it all started from. And if you look at it, anybody that's had consistent success, and I'm talking consistent success year after year after year, just consistently being a really good team, has followed that plan in the state of Utah. Whether it's Dixie State, whether it's Southern Utah, whether it's Weber, 
Utah State, BYU, whatever it may be, University of Utah. Um, you know, Utah's a little different now, being in the Pac-12. That's changed that uh, to a little bit, but that's still the, the, the Kyle's core. Um, and I believe it gives you the best opportunity to not just stay within the rivalry and compete within the rivalry, but it gives you the best chance to be successful in Utah. And um, yeah, it gets it gets a little heated up in recruiting there also when you get to those points when the rivalries are more contested. It gives you more chances to uh, you know win some of those recruiting battles. So that that was a huge win when you got there. <laughs> yeah, then, I'd say that. Obviously, <laughs> then the Utah game probably later on was a bigger one, but mm -hmm. those were two of the biggest wins you probably had first time around here, right? No doubt, no doubt. Those were you know awesome, absolutely fantastic memories, and um, the kids did a great job of executing. And it was just fun to be a coach on those sidelines and and see that take place. That's that's for sure. Those were. Uh, um, Big memories, and I'm sure those kids still have a special spot for it, just like we all do, that we're watching them uh, make that happen. We haven't mentioned their defense, and you're not probably looking mm -hmm. at them as much because you're a defensive coach. I'm, I'm actually working a lot now, spending more, not working, I'm okay. trying to spend um, time with everybody. Yes, my emphasis has definitely been just pushing towards making sure I. Do more head coaching okay. things, I would say at times, and that's I've always done that in my career. Sometimes I'm in with the positions. Sometimes I hear I go where I'm needed. But I feel like I feel like it's real important for me now to be, you know, um, in different position rooms and just kind of show a presence. Not that I have the answers. Not that I'm walking into, you know, the running back room saying, "Here's what's going to make you good." Um, but it's uh, I am more uh, watching more of the defense and offense and special teams as I kind of as we move through the you know the uh, latter part of the season. But defensively, um, you know. What you would expect, physical, um, strong, experienced, mature group of kids um, handle what they're told to do very, very well. I think they work 11 strong as far as, you know, working within their zone structures and their zone drops, uh, their run fits, you know, very disciplined in those spots, similar to what you see out of a, an Air Force disciplined defense. There's just not a lot of mistakes, um, which is what you, you know, what you would expect and what you like to see if you're a defensive coordinator. I'm sure that's what Elijah likes to see is uh, you know, part of their brand and, you know, they play hard. So they have good players and he mixes it up well. You know, he'll, he'll throw in those blitzes in there. They'll drop eight in coverage, um, which if you're going to beat BYU and we've talked about it many times, you have to beat drop eight and they're going to drop eight. Uh, my bet is they'll drop eight if we play 70 snaps in the game. Um, they're going to drop eight, you know, um, I don't know, 20 times probably, and you're going to have to beat it. And if you can't beat it, you have a problem. So if we play 30-some-odd snaps in a game, then uh, they'll do it 10 times like we played last week. So mm -hmm. hopefully it doesn't take place. They're, they were a really poor rush defensive team. Boise still got, I think, 200 yards or pretty close running the ball, it seemed like, as I remember back. And they struggled, they've struggled with the run defense. Um, or is it who they play? Yeah, I, th I think there's there's pieces to that. You know, it's the game, it's the structure, and some teams have, have had the ability to be able to throw the ball around on it. And when you can successfully throw the ball, it opens up the run game a little bit at times. Um, I think they've played some good offensive lines that have allowed to be able to get some creases in there. And um, you know, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't watch the tape and look at the tape and glaringly say, oh my goodness, these guys can't stop the run. I don't see that. I think they, you know, they pick their spots, and a lot of times on those longer yard situations. You know, teams may be checking to the run to, uh, you know, try to get the first down and an odd on the on the drop eight stuff. But uh, you know, they're tackling you for six yards, and on the stats it goes for six yards, but it's it's still third and six and or fourth and six, and they're punting the football. So you know, those situations arise, and that's that's to me that's playing smart defense. But they're 
they're stout. It'll be a great challenge for us to be able to run the football, and you know it's something that we want to be able to do, and something quite frankly we need to get better at as we move through it. But we've got to identify again ourselves and who are we, what do we do best, and how are we going to attack that, um, regardless of the opponent, regardless of the rivalry game, and regardless of what's there. It's, it's Aggies first, and if we can do that, then I think we'll have a great opportunity to have some success. Up next now is the Aggie quarterback Jordan Love, who's taken a lot of criticism throughout the past couple of days due to the poor play, but he isn't pointing any fingers. Going back off last week, you know, um, offensively, you know, it was uh, not the game we wanted to play, not the game we wanted to go out there and put forth, but, um, you know, it happened. So uh, there's a lot of things we can fix and a lot of things we need to uh, clean up, a lot of areas. And just uh, from an execution standpoint, we needed to execute a lot better, especially on third down and uh, something that we didn't do. So uh, so uh, we're just looking forward to this week. We're going to get better this week of practice um, and uh, look forward to BYU. Coach, a few minutes ago, stood up for you because obviously quarterback gets all the attention when mm-hmm. things are good and when they're bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how do you handle uh, how do you handle that with everybody and stuff and yourself? Yeah, that? I mean, uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff on us uh, when we're doing good, obviously, and then a lot when we're doing not so good, and that's where we're at right now. Um, so the way we handle it is just we got to get better. Um, whether that's getting better during the week of practice or what, we just gotta gotta find a way to just be better than what we were Saturday, so. Is there just too much urgency against an Air Force when you do get the ball because they keep it so long? Do you, do you think you press a little bit offensively, maybe? Yeah, it's tough. You know, their offense, they, they hold the ball for a long time. So, you know, you go three and out once or twice, and then offense, you're on the sideline. It's like, you know, you got to put something together and uh, got to go out there and make plays. And uh, I think that's what we got into a little bit. And uh, just weren't able to get that first, first down early and capitalize on the turnovers that the defense got, so. Yeah. Throw away uh, the bad feeling of last week. How fun was the BYU game last year for the Aggies and how you handled things in Provo? Yeah, it was fun, real, real fun last year, you know, um, being able to go down there and uh, uh, win in their home stadium. So it was, it was good. But, uh, I mean, it, obviously we're both different teams this year, so um, we just got to focus on what they've been doing this year and uh, ways to attack that and just um, – no defense is going to go out there and perform this week, and uh, we should got to go out there and do our part. You know, it's early in the week. You've had a chance to get started getting ready for BYU. What's, what is their defense? What are some of the things they present that you got to be aware of? Yeah, um, got a chance to look at defense, uh, their defense a little bit. You know, they like to do drop eight a lot of times, uh, three down rush a lot, um, and uh, they like to disguise some stuff. So. Um, We'll get into it more this week, just uh, breaking them down and seeing what's going to work against them. But uh, at the day, we just got to go out there and do what we can do. Do you have do you do you have a feeling? I mean, the pass to Mariner was again. You've had some terrific passes to him. Do you have a feeling for a, a guy at a particular time offensively, Jordan? You'd like to go to, or is it is it all about what's called and what's available? Or do you do you have a comfort that you get with somebody? Yeah, no, I don't have a. I feel like I have a comfort with all the receivers, you know. Um, no matter what play is called, you know, everybody has a chance to get the ball. So um, I don't look for one guy. I mean, I, I have tremendous amount of trust in all my receivers, you know. Um, and, you know, sometimes it'll be them out there, just a different receiver out there making plays. You know, I'll just put it up, let them make a play. But, um, yeah, that night it was just bouncing to Ciosi, So you're, You've always said you're, you know, you're, you, you're critique yourself or tough on yourself. How, how have you played? Up until now, are you are you 
really disappointed, or how do you how do you analyze things up until now? Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed. Um, obviously, there's a lot of areas that we need to improve on, and we're just lacking on right now. But uh, you know, it's there. We just have to go out and execute. But uh, yeah, up to this point, I think everybody on offense is pretty uh, not really happy to the way we've lived up. So uh, just because we know we could be better, we can be a lot better than that. So uh, all we got to do right now is just look ourselves in the mirror and go ahead and fix it. So find a way to fix it. Are there any particular guys on defense that stand out, uh, I guess, watching BYU? Are they really good off the edge with rushers, or what does it look like? Yeah, they. Had, I mean, uh, just going off a little bit off last year, I mean, they're just, they have a good, solid front seven, you know, um, with their D-line and their backers. Uh, D-line does a good job of rushing. Their backers are they're good in both the run game and the pass game. So um, uh, I definitely think the areas we attacked last year were their DBs, stuff like that, getting over the middle and their linebackers. So. Uh, and that's the same thing we'll look to do this week. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter what they do. Um, we know what we have to do, and we just got to execute our plays. And finally, to conclude this week's presser, the defensive end monster, Keepanalia. For this game this weekend, it's treated like uh, every week that we uh, get ready for a game. We just let the coaches make the game plan, and we try to execute it as best as we can. Um, we haven't watched, I, I personally haven't watched a lot of film on them yet. So um, I know that they have a pretty stout O-line and uh, their skill guys are good at what they do. So we'll try our best and do our best to trust our training and listen to the coaches and see what they have ready for us this week. Uh, I talked to you last week about the game. You guys were all excited. You felt like you were getting prepared and all that. Did you let? Did you guys let the coaches down with what were, were prepared in the game, or what? With how Air Force attacked, or did the Air Force just do it so great you couldn't stop them? Um, you know, we we try our best to imitate their offense, and obviously, Air Force—they're a really good team, and they're good at what they do, and uh, we just couldn't do much when uh, things went down, things weren't going our way. We tried our best to fight. The D-line was doing our best. <clears throat> the backside was doing their best as well. And you know, it was just, it wasn't in our favor at the end of the day. So you know, there's not much that we can do now. So. How, did, how did everybody feel after that game? And what does it do to the rest of the season, do you think, for you guys, Tifa? Um. Of course, you know, everybody, I mean, everybody hates losing, but the biggest thing for us is that uh, our goal this season isn't isn't out of our way. We, we can still achieve what we want to achieve this year, and that's the biggest motivation, I feel like, for us. Um, <clears throat> I know my, uh, as a leader, I'll try to push my my teammates and try to, you know, keep them going. Just put this game aside. We, we finally put the game to rest today, this morning, and uh, now we're on to BYU. Has that been more of your film study up until now rather than looking at BYU? Is looking more of what you did or what you need to do better or what? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with a team like Air Force, you uh, you see what you got to do in order to beat Air Force. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that you you can't use from uh, you're, you're, yeah, from your improvements from that game to use on any other team, which is uh, only thing I would say is 
just aggressiveness. That's the only thing you, you can probably take out of that game instead of, uh, you know, it's triple option. Not everybody runs that. So we just kind of, kind of put that game to rest. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that you can fix, but you won't face that team again, you know. On to better things. Uh, BYU last year in Provo, you guys dominated. You had one of the great team games that you guys have played the years you've been here. You intercepted a pass, as I remember, in that game. Mm -hmm. Can you think back to that game, and what are some of the thoughts and things that come to your mind from last year? Um, one thing that I noticed, and I, I remember, uh, we went to Provo, and you know, you're the away team. Everybody, you know, the everybody's against you over there, and uh, on, you know, just like any other away away game, and but. I noticed that we we brought our own energy, you know. We had a uh, we had a lot of momentum on our side, and if it, I know that if we keep that that same energy we had last year and bring it into this week's game, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do really good. I, and uh, my team teammates that I have, the defense and the offense that I have, we I'm sure that we'll we'll, we'll come together this game this week, and uh, we'll capitalize on everything that we need to. Because, I mean, like you're saying, Air Force kind of messes, they change difference. Is this more like getting back to how you guys would rather play yeah. or you're more used to play? But I don't know if that's yeah. the right way to put it. Oh, no, yeah, no, okay. most definitely. Because, uh, you know, like I said earlier, Air Force is a style of offense that you don't really play every week. You, you know, you have one specific week. Uh, it's a different type of practice, different type of technique that you use for Air Force. And after that, we just shift our gears back to the type of offenses that we're used to going against. So you know, the regular pro style, you know, they have the motions and uh, spread. And, you know, so things that we're not uh, we're familiar with you know, that we've seen all year. This game's a big game for everybody, but fans really seem to get into this game. How do you guys as players? relate with that or do you understand the importance of you know it's on a conference game it's in the state rivalry how, how does that come across to players um you know i i know since it's byu week uh the fans they they look they look forward to this week and uh we have a special week at this this is our blackout game so i know fans they you know all that stuff is you know it, it lures the fans into the game and gets them excited to to you know, watch this game, especially with it being an in-state rivalry, but uh, you know, having fans there, it, it most definitely helps us. It helps that bring the energy and that we want and, and that we need. So, uh, hopefully, it's a good turnout. And uh, if not, it's okay. We'll, yeah, I know it'll probably be cold. It kind of you know pushes people away, but. You know, I'll, I know it won't. I don't know for sure it won't push uh, our energy away. We'll, we'll come in fire. Even though you're not an in-state guy, you, you know how important this game is to people, mm -hmm. the, all of us who live up here. Yeah, I uh, my redshirt year when I came here, I transferred here, and I when I redshirted, I watched the game. I actually went to the game that they played against BYU, and you know, it was. Uh, it was crazy because I, I didn't expect, you know, the stadium to be full like that, and you know, a lot of it was pretty loud. And I was like, that was the loudest I've heard it. 
and I was like, man, I guess this is a very important game. And it, you know, then that next year, that following year, I I started to play, and when I played in that game, I saw a lot of Utah State fans there, and you know, my mom and dad were there, and they told me that it was a good turnout for the the U State fans too. You know, they they packed their little section that they had for the U State fans, so it was cool. I know the quarterback is different, but the offense seems to be the same as last year. Is do you go back to last year's game and watch any film on that, or is it just any games this year? Um, I haven't really gotten into depth with uh, you know film breakdown with them. Uh, usually, it's, it's today when I would ask uh, my position coach or Coach A uh, which game is the best game to watch to. Uh, you know, analyze, you know, their offense and how they do and what their offensive scheme is against our defense. So uh, I'm pretty sure that, that they've played a defense, a four-down defense just like us. So that that's when I'll, I'll go in and ask coach uh, what what's the best game to, to watch for, so I can see to get the best look of how they'll play against us. What do you, do you remember much about their personnel? I mean, some of the guys might be back from last year's game or anything. Yeah, um, any of the guys on their team, any relatives or friends or anything like that. Uh, um, off of what I watched. Uh, I, I'm well. I'm related to like distance. Uh, I'm related to their running back, uh, Opini Katoa. Yeah. So he's. Uh, I I I know he's he's back, and I know some of the old linemen that I've watched earlier this morning. Uh, I know some of them are back. Probably three of them. Probably maybe two. I don't know. I haven't really get to got to, you know, sit down and actually analyze them fully yet. But uh, that's that's as that's as much as I know right now. You guys are excited to play a game after that one Saturday night. Do you think the team, like practice, will be a little different today and for the rest uh, yeah. of this week? Do you think? You know, it's uh, it, it's it's very tough. You know, losing. You know, nobody likes losing, but nothing is better than coming back that next week, having a chip on your shoulder, and uh, just getting ready to go back at it and get back at it. You know, and it's, it brings another uh, sense of motivation for us to to know that we can do better. Because uh, last week was something that we uh, never expected, never thought we would be in a position like that before. so. All right, that does it for this week's press conference. Remember, if you want to find the full court press, go to 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are on from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can also find us in the podcast family on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in the full court press.